I've heard the prayers you've whispered. I've listened to your cries. I've seen you try in vain to find a purpose in this life. I've watched you search for safety in friends that let you down. As the pressures of your trials just pushed you to the ground, desperately you've tried to earn your place. Listen close and hear the voice of grace. You belong to me. You belong to me. You don't have to try to find love in this life, to pick the fight with doubt and fear and insecurity. Cause you belong to me You belong to me I know you feel indebted To the price I paid for you But to earn the cost of my son's blood Is impossible to do You can find joy in devotion You can rest in all I've done This battle for acceptance Has already been won And desperately you tried to earn your place Listen close to hear the voice of grace You belong to me You belong try to find love in this life, to pick the fight with doubt and fear and insecurity, cause you belong to me. I've come so you can trade your works for grace, and be satisfied with only my life to pick the fight with doubt and fear and insecurity cause you belong to me you belong to me You Belong to Me by Paul Chapman. What a great, great song. What an encouraging song. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. I'm Janice, your host, till 1 o'clock, bringing you programming designed with ladies in mind. On this happy Thursday, you'll hear from Vicki Mushler on a word of encouragement. She's talking about love again today. Of course, we're in February, and I think Miss Vicki will probably be talking about love this whole month. And then CW today with Loretta Walker at 12.05. Why I can't quit. 
feel like quitting sometimes? Well, Loretta is going to talk about times when she feels like quitting and why she can't quit. And then you'll hear from Missionary Sherry House today, Silhouettes with Sherry at 1230. Here's a great song for you, sung here by Matt McMorris. It's called I Will Walk the Way of the Cross. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. A steady climb that ends on high It's narrow way the choice is made I will walk the way of the cross I will walk the way of the cross Following faith no matter of Christ, my truest friend, I live for Him. The path is long, yet I'll press on. I will walk the I will walk. 
This is Amy Sapp, and I love Faith Music Radio. Have you been putting off estate planning? Every year you say, I'm going to take care of it, and yet it's not done. Why not resolve to take the opportunity to get that done this year and call Sheets, Charles & Charles at 812-476-2762. That's 812-476-2762. Make an appointment and let certified elder law attorney Stephen Charles help you navigate this important part of your financial life. Stephen and Lindsay Charles are professionals and they care. Stop by their office at 4828 Lincoln Avenue right behind Barnes & Noble or give them a call and set up an appointment, 812-476-2762. You'll be glad you did. Powerful, positive radio, Faith Music Radio. Bye. 
two songs about belonging. You know, we heard that song, You Belong, by Paul Chapman uh, at the beginning of the hour. And now that song, I Met the Master. Now I belong to him. Whoa, that is such a wonderful spiritual truth that we belong. I love it. Another great spiritual truth in that song is that all things were new when he found me. You see, Jesus comes in and he makes us new from the inside out. Grace literally meets our sin and it's it's different. It becomes different. Ge- different. Jesus is the difference in our life. He makes that difference. The Voices of Calvary sing a song called It's Different Now. This is a song about grace. We'll have another song about grace by the Webster Trio called God's Grace Reaches Further. And then I'll be back. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. In the first was a garden fair, the Lord was there. Grace and sorrow met, sin's great debt. Adam, where art thou? It's different now. Sorrow met sin's great debt. Jesus paid the price, our sacrifice. Sorrow met, sin's great debt, I humbly bow, yes, it's different now. Grace met my sin, love took me in, and where sin had been, it's different now. Saved by grace, it's heaven fair, and the Lord is there. My grace is through, yes, and sin is too. I humbly bow, oh, it's different now. 
it's different now. Now I look on Him, it's different Webster Trio, God's grace reaches farther than sin would ever grow. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. Vicki Mushler today on a word of encouragement says love is thoughtfulness. Love is thoughtfulness. And as I read just a title that haven't heard the program yet, haven't even read about it on um, in her Facebook group on a positive note but as I thought about that title, I thought about the song Think of Me by Emily Featherstone and about the fact that God commands us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And if we are to love God that way, we're going to have to do a lot of thinking about 
him. I have two songs for you. The first one is by Emily Featherstone, Think On Me. The next one is by Andrew Russ. It's about love. It's about the boundless love of God. And right after that, we'll hear from Miss Vicki. Stay with faith. Gathered in an upper room, the Savior and the few who followed him. Sitting at the table there, the Lord Jesus began to share that He would leave them, and they should remember and think of Him. Think of me as you eat this bread. Think of me as you drink this cup. Love and it reaches 
today's word of encouragement from Mrs. Vicki Mutchler. Love is thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness is a simple enough, yet it's not so always easy to practice. It's the greatest gift you can give, and not just to friends and loved ones, but to everyone, everywhere, every day. Thoughtfulness is a habit. It becomes a way of life. However, it does take practice. Where do we start? Here are some good practice exercises. How? Simple things, like holding the door with a, for others, and how about with a smile? Be quick to pay a compliment. It can make someone's day. Be mindful of those around you and offer them to go ahead of you if they seem to be in a hurry, or if they're older or military. Show respect. Offer to stop and help someone if they have dropped something or appear to be in need. Try sending a note. I'm thinking of you. Get well soon. Hang in there. Perhaps for no reason at all. Take a plate of cookies or dessert by someone who's been sick or just had a baby. Drop a candy bar in the container when you send your deposit through at the drive-thru. Drop by with a coloring book and a balloon for a Sunday school child that's been sick. Send a Starbucks card to your secret pal or an out-of-town friend. Give the gas attendant or the person at the drive-thru a candy bar or a sucker. Let them know you're thinking of them. Let's make this month a month of thoughtfulness. Go out of your way to make someone's day brighter. Mrs. Vicki Mutchler is the wife of Pastor Mike Mutchler of Grandview Baptist Church in Beaver Creek, Oregon, where they've ministered together for over 30 years. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional resources from Mrs. Mutchler and her daily word of encouragement, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. Word of Encouragement is a production of Faith Music Radio. Thoughtfulness encourages others, but it encourages you too. It's definitely something we should try, as Miss Vicki was saying. And if you do all those things to encourage others, you will be giving the world a smile. Here's the old-fashioned quartet. You're listening to Faith. Are you giving to the world a smile? Sunny smile. Helping lessen someone's dreary mile. The world with song as through life you pass along, cheering those whom you may meet along life's way. Give the world a smile each day, helping someone on life's way. From the paths of sin, bring the wanderers into the master's fold to stay. Help to cheer the lone and sad. Help to make some pilgrim glad. 
Let your life so be that all the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile. You may be a shining light today, pointing souls to heaven's glory way. If you let your light so shine that they see the path divine, and you wear a pleasant smile along life's way. Helping someone on life's way From the paths of sin Bring the wanderers into the Master's fold to stay Help to cheer the lonely and sad Help to make some pilgrim glad Let your life so be that All the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile Just a bright and sunny smile will win Many souls from dreary paths of sin Lift them up on higher planes Where they'll hear the glad refrains Of the smiling band of workers on life's way Give the world a smile each day Helping someone on life's way From the paths of sin Bring the wanderers in To the Master's fold to stay Help to cheer the lone and sad Help to make some pilgrim glad Let your life so be that all the May see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile. Give the world a happy song today, song today that will help some pilgrim on his way. On his way, you can tell him of the Lord and his heavenly reward if you'll only follow Jesus day by day. Smile each day, helping someone on life's way. From the paths of sin, bring the wanderers into the master's soul to stay. Help to cheer the lonely and sad. Help to make some pilgrim glad. Let your life so be that all the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile. Let your life so be that all the world may see the joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile. Guaranteed work from certified ASE mechanics. That's the peace of mind that comes with thrifty car care in Evansville. Sure, you could roll the dice, grab a wrench, and watch a YouTube video and do it yourself. But that could cost you a whole lot more than you want to pay in time and money. Thrifty Car Care does it all, bumper to bumper. They back all repairs, foreign and domestic, with a 24-month, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Thrifty Car Care, with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. They're located at 4500 East Morgan Avenue in Evansville. Or call 812-437-5011. That's 812-437-5011. Or go online at thriftycarcarecenter.com. 
A shelter in the time of storm. Faith Music Radio. Yes, he does. The Vandenberg's a love that won't stop. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. I have the February issue of the Christian Womanhood magazine in my hand. Loretta Walker is the editor of the Christian Womanhood magazine. February is has the theme of Walk in Love. And this magazine has been used to teach women biblical principles for 46 years. 46 years. So February um, issue, again, Walk in Love. And here's one of the quotes. Uh, It's it's by Amy Carmichael, but it's in in the magazine. He said, love as I have loved you. We cannot love too much. You know, when we love like Jesus loves, we cannot love too much. What I want to do now is share an article with you called Loving God Through Loving Others. Loving God Through Loving Others. You know, God gives us things to use and people to love, right? Not things to love and people to use. Mm, 
We're supposed to love one another, not use one another, but love one another. But here's this article from um, written by Kathy Lee. She's a pastor's wife, First Baptist Church of Salk Village, Illinois, um, right up there in the Chicago land area. She's married to Barry Lee. He is the pastor of that church. So Kathy says, hands of love. To me, my hands are nothing special. They're often dry with constant household chores and washing them thereafter. (laughs) You get it, right? Kathy says, my hands are pretty average in, in size, but strong. My first job was at an ice cream shop where I scooped lots of ice cream. My hands on their own have no purpose. They're just there waiting for direction and to be used. I want to be used of God. I remember so vividly and with precious memories singing the song To Be Used of God in Mrs. Marlene Evans' college class. We were charged and stirred to surrender, to witness, to point others to Christ, to love, and to make a difference in someone's life. And Kathy says, I want to use my hands for him. I want my hands to be hands of loved. First John 4, 7 and 8 say, say, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. I love you. We all long to hear those words spoken. Sometimes the actions of love speak louder than the words. So true. Sometimes the actions of love speak louder than the words. We'll come back with more on this. Here's the old-fashioned quartet, Heavenly Love. Heavenly love was all that could help me. I was astray, so sad and alone. I looked above, my burdens all left me. Now I can say, say, it's my home. Heavenly love, love the love of my Savior, lifting above, for He is my sword and shield, giving me life in darkness of night. Heavenly love, heavenly love, troubles of earth, so often or take me. Burdens of life, burdens of life, heavenly love, will never forsake me. Feeling my need, my need, Jesus is there, heavenly love, the love of my Savior, lifting above, for He is my sword and shield, giving me life in darkness of darkness of night, heavenly love. I shall stand at Jordan's dark river, shadows of night are gathering above. There is a power I know will deliver, heavenly love, heavenly love, heavenly love, heavenly love, the love of my Lord, lifting above, for He is my sword and shield, giving me light. In darkness of night, heavenly love, heavenly love, heavenly love. Heavenly love.
sharing an article with you written by Kathy Lee, a pastor's wife um, from Sauk Village, Illinois, loving God through loving others. And this is featured in the February issue of the Christian Womanhood magazine. Here's Kathy's story. October 1983 was a warm, beautiful autumn. Any other time, she said she would have been outside enjoying the weather, but not today. She had just had their second miscarriage in two years. This longed-for life was in heaven and out of their reach. She stumbled through the day, and her breaking heart could not be comforted. No visits or conversation did she want. She felt so alone, even though she knew God loved her and was there in that moment. She longed for God's strong arms to hold her and to love her through this time of loss. A knock at the door. So unexpected resulted in a special delivery, a pie. And not just any pie, but Kathy's favorite, banana cream. That special delivery touched her heart, stirring something deep inside of her. She said she'll never forget. She'll ne- she will forever be grateful for that act of kindness and sharing in their loss. That pie meant the world to her. Sister in Christ, knowing that someone lovingly made something with her own hands. You might say, what's well, just a pie? No, that love, is, that love in motion spoke the unspeakable and hugged the unhuggable. The gift touched Kathy's broken heart. God uses people willing to listen to his voice to send that kind of love. You know, sometimes the action of love speaks louder than our words. And I think about Jesus carrying that cross, going to the cross for me. Love in action right there. And that's what our love is supposed to do. It's supposed to be love in action. Andrew Russ, you're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. Hopeless, dying and lost 
talking about loving God through others, and I'm going to pick up where we left off. I want to, this one section, Kathy Lee describes her grandmother and how her grandmother used food, you know, baking things like peach cobbler, fried pies, or she calls it a sock-it-to-me cake, and those were things where she felt loved, just like Kathy had felt loved when that lady made that banana cream pie for her during a time of deep grief and sorrow. This is what Kathy says, my surrender to the call. There are times when we can truly be a blessing to others and use our hands of love to do it. Some may feel shy or they that they don't have all the right words to say. Kathy says, I'm that way at times and feel very inadequate. My heart wants to help others in times of grief, uncertainties, and yes, even joy. I always try to remember I'm nothing without God, but I want to do something with God. I'm nothing without God, but I want to do something with God. The following are a few thoughts of mine on how to be a blessing to others. Sharing love with a a meal is neighborly. It can heal. It can witness. It can comfort. It can soften a heart. It sustains God's people. It's serving others. It can be a way to humble yourself. It brings fellowship. Is It's being a servant in God's hands. And it gives you and the person receiving it happiness. Just sharing a meal. The preparation can be a time of remembrance and prayer. Sharing love with a meal is God's people working together. 
Kathy says she truly believes that using our hands of love to serve the Savior is a heritage that needs to be passed down. And she's grateful that her girls have learned this valuable lesson of love and they're willing to serve and it makes their mama proud. But the ultimate, the ultimate hands of love belong to our Savior. He gave not only his hands, but also his precious life for us. He patiently waits at the door of our heart for us to let him in. There are some who will never step inside a church or read a Bible. You might be the only Jesus they will ever see. Use your hands of love to reach out and open a door that might otherwise stay closed. Tell of the Savior's love by showing love. Tell of the Savior's love by showing love. Remember, sometime the action of love speaks louder than words. And our Savior loves us with a love, truly, that will not let us go. Here's Dan Wolf. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio. That wilt not let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe That in thine ocean's depths its flow May richer, fuller be That followest all my way I yield my flickering torch to thee My heart restores its borrowed ray That in thy sunshine's blaze its day May brighter fairer That seekest me through pain I cannot close my heart to thee I trace the rainbow through the rain And feel the promise is not vain That morn shall tearless be And liftest up my head I dare not ask to fly from thee I lay in dust life's glory dead And from the ground there blossoms bread Life that shall endless be Life that shall endless be Dan Wolf, great song of love that will not let me go. 
Coming up during the noon hour of 11 to 1, Loretta Walker on CW Today, Why I Can't Quit. That's going to be a good one, ladies. Be sure to stay with Faith for that one. And then Silhouettes with Sherry House. Today, she features the life of Susanna Wesley, the influencer, the influencer. It's about influencing your children, influencing others, and being a pastor's wife. We're going to have Ed Russ and the Old Fashioned Quartet take us into the noon hour of 11 to 1 with another song about God's love. It's called His Marvelous Love, and you're listening to Faith. There was a time in my life when I was blinded. The marvelous love of God I could not see. Then one day by faith my eyes were opened. That's when His marvelous love shined down on me. His marvelous love keeps shining down in my heart from heaven above. His marvelous love makes me happy, no greater love than His marvelous love. Friend, if you are feeling sad and lonely, Trusted friend you cannot find True joy in life is found in Jesus only I know because he changed this life of mine His marvelous love keeps shining down in my heart From heaven above His marvelous love makes me happy No greater love his marvelous love, His marvelous love, His marvelous love keeps shining down in my heart from heaven above. His marvelous love, His marvelous love makes me happy, no greater love than His marvelous love, no greater love than His marvelous love. His marvelous love, His marvelous love. Welcome to CW Today, a daily five-minute program dedicated to helping women with their life relationships, hosted by veteran ladies conference speaker and the editor of Christian Womanhood Magazine, Mrs. Loretta Walker. The closer a woman's heart is to the heart of God, the better able she is to thrive in her relationships with others. In that spirit, here's the host of CW Today, Mrs. Loretta Walker. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 4.1, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Of course, we all know that Paul said this because uh, he's saying it to young Timothy to try to keep him going and encourage him in the Lord. Well, I read this story and was so encouraged and it gave me goosebumps. You know, one of these things, and I thought I'd like to share that with my readers about a person that decided he couldn't, he had to finish his course. This is the story. Hours behind the runner in front of him, the last marathoner finally entered the Olympic Stadium. By that time, the drama of the day's events was almost over and most of the spectators had gone home. Limping into the arena, the Tanzanian runner grimaced with every step. 
his knee bleeding and bandaged from an earlier fall. His ragged appearance immediately caught the attention of the remaining crowd who cheered him to the finish line. Why did he stay in the race? What made him endure the injuries to the end? When asked these questions later, he replied, and this is the statement that got me, my country did not send me 7,000 miles away to start the race. They sent me 7,000 miles away to finish it. And I thought, wow, isn't that the truth? If all of us would take the responsibility that we're given that seriously, to, to just not give up and to finish our race. I guess I, this came at a time when I, honestly, I can't even tell you, in the last month or so, how many times I've just wanted to throw my hands up and say, I quit. <laughs> Everything's going wrong, you know. This won't work, and that won't work, and this is not going right, and this is not going right. And I just wanted to quit, but I I just can't quit. I, I have too much to do for the Savior. And ladies, I don't know if you get discouraged. I was talking to a mother the other day who was discouraged about her uh, child rearing. And I said, you are not going to see the fruit of your discipline for years. You know, you all you got to do is just keep on doing what you're supposed to do. And reading your Bible, I don't know how many times people get discouraged about reading their Bible because they do it and then they stop. But you can't stop just because you feel like stopping. You, you stop when you're supposed to stop. And I don't think we're ever supposed to stop reading our Bible. You know, I, I go through times when I don't read it for or just grab a thought from Proverbs, you know, because I'm busy. But I don't, I don't stop. I'm back into reading it and studying it every day again. And I'm glad that I am. But you can't quit, ladies. You can't stop just because you feel like stopping. And then one of the things that I want to share with you is why I can't quit is because Pastor Don Smith, who's now in heaven, started a, he took over a church and got the bus ministry going and really got that church going in Martinsburg, West Virginia, because God wanted to reach Loretta Haynes for the, with the gospel. And I got to keep sending rewards up there to Pastor Don by keeping on going and finishing my course. Then, of course, there's another man that was very instrumental in my early Christian life, and that was Pat, Brother Mike Bajant. He was a uh, the bus pastor then. And I can't even tell you spiritually what Brother Mike, his zeal for the Lord inspired me. He, he got me to read my Bible every day. He got me to go soul winning. He got me to uh, not be afraid to give, give the gospel out. You know, so I, I owe it to Brother Mike to keep going and just keep sending him rewards up in heaven. Then the third person that, and this is just three out of many people that have influenced my life, of course, is Marlene Evans. Mrs. Evans taught me how to overcome my past. And she taught me how to treat people right no matter how they treated you. And she taught me how to get along with people. I didn't grow up getting along with people. I was, and I needed her to finish off a lot of things in my life when she came into my life after I had been saved three or four years. So I've got all these people that I can't quit. And ladies, can I tell you this? You can't quit either. So let's keep on going. Let's remember this guy from Tanzania and remember how he just kept going and finished his race, and let's make sure that we all finish our race because we owe it to somebody. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Thanks, Miss Loretta. 
CW Today is a production of Faith Music Radio. For additional material about Loretta Walker, CW Today, and about Christian Womanhood magazine, visit Faith Music Radio online at www.faithmusicradio.com. Happy Thursday. You're listening to 11 to 1. This is Faith Music Radio, and I'm Janice, your host till 1 o'clock, bringing you programming designed with ladies in mind. Still to come today during 11 to 1, you get to hear from missionary Sherry House on Silhouettes with Sherry, featuring the life today of Susanna Wesley and the Bible study, The Influencer. It's all about influencing your children, influencing others, and being a pastor's wife. The Albericals will start off the music for the noon hour of 11 to 1 with the song For Me to Live is Christ from their latest album, Fundamental Christ. Thank you for joining us on Faith Music Radio. There often are distractions from devotion to my Lord. I'm tempted with the things of earth and pleasures of this world. Lord, may there be but this one thing in my life I pursue. To know you more, to love you more, and be consumed with you. For me to live is Christ and nothing more. For me to live is Christ whom I adore. Lord, help me be consumed with Thee, so that for me to live is Christ. trials and testings that he will ordain but selfishly I ask him for relief from all my pain may I be so consumed with him that even when I'm tried my only prayer when suffering is Christ be magnified and when someday God calls me home through death's dark fearful Enter to eternity with Christ forevermore. If on this earth my only goal in goodness and in pain, for me to live was Christ alone, then death would be my gain. For me to live is Christ and nothing For me to live is Christ whom I adore Lord, help me be consumed with Thee So that for me to live is Christ Lord, help me be consumed with Thee that for me to live is Christ. 
Is there junk piling up around your house? Wish you could just get rid of it with a swipe of your hand? Well, waving your hands won't do it, but using your fingers to call 812-598-6300 can make that happen for you. Complete hauling will haul off that old couch, clear out your basement or your garage, they'll even clear the whole house out for you. Did someone move out of one of your rental properties and leave you with a bunch of junk that they don't want? Call Complete Hauling at 812-598-6300 and get rid of all of your unwanted items very easily. Again, call 812-598-6300 today. There's a peace in my heart that the world never gave A peace it cannot take away Though the trials of life may surround like a cloud I've a peace that has come here to stay Constantly abiding Jesus is mine constantly Whispers oh so kind, I will never leave thee, Jesus is mine. All the world seems to sing of a Savior and King, when peace with thee came to my heart. Troubles all He is mine and I am his constantly abiding song by Providence Baptist College. Here's a thought for you. Time with Jesus is better than me time. Time with Jesus is better than me time. Sometimes we get so caught up. I just got to have some me time. Well, time with Jesus is better. We need to be abiding in Christ. Here's a thought for you from Kimberly Joy. She gives us this quote by Benjamin Franklin. Hide not your talents, they for use were made. What's a sundial in the shade?
So if you know what a sundial is, and I hope you do, (laughs) it tells the time by being in the sunlight. What's a sundial in the shade? Kimberly says she came across that quote, and at the same time, she was reading Exodus chapter 3 and 4 for her devotions. The quote in the scriptures fit perfectly together. In the verses, she says, we read of God's call to Moses and the soon-to-be leader digging in his heels at that call. Moses felt he wasn't qualified or equipped to lead Israel out of Egypt. After some back and forth between God and Moses, God finally says this, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. Exodus 4.12 What is God calling you to do, my friend? Whatever it is, go forward in confidence that he will be with you. He will equip you and he will provide for you every step of the way. Don't be a sundial in the shade. Love it, love it, love it. We need some confidence in Christ. That's called faith. The next song up is called, Didn't I Walk on Water? And my husband calls this the Confidence in Christ song. And we can have confidence in in Christ. Sung here by Stephen Ray Nichols and Sons. Didn't I Walk on the Water? You're listening to Faith. As I kneel in the darkness, In the middle of the night I'm praying for assurance Everything's gonna be alright Lord, I see another battle Out in front of me I don't know if I'll be able And I'll go down in defeat But he said, do you remember just where I brought you from Just take a look behind you At how far you've come Every time that you ask me Didn't I deliver you? So why would you be thinking That I wouldn't see you through? He said I walked on the water I calmed the raging sea I spoke to the wind It hushed and I gave you peace Didn't I run to your rescue? Didn't I hear you when you called? I walked right beside you So you wouldn't fall Didn't I leave all of heaven Just to die for your sins? I searched until I found you, and I do it all again. Now you're talking to your father in a house that was once a home. Said my bills are coming due, Lord. Three days are not that long. Then you hear a voice so softly say, I've moved like that before. I can do this little thing. Oh, I can give you so much more. He said, I walked on the water, and I calmed the raging sea. I spoke to the wind, it hushed and I gave you peace. Didn't I run to your rescue? Didn't I hear you 
when you called I walked right beside you So you wouldn't fall Didn't I leave all of heaven Just to die for your sins I searched until I found you And I'd do it all again Didn't I walk on the water Didn't I calm the raging sea I spoke to the wind It hushed and I gave you peace Didn't I run to your rescue Didn't I hear you when you called I walked right beside you So you wouldn't fall Didn't I leave all of heaven Just to die for your sins I searched until I found you And I do it all again Didn't I walk on the water Didn't I calm the raging sea I spoke to the wind It hushed and I gave you peace Didn't I run to your rescue Didn't I hear you when you called I walked right beside you So you wouldn't fall Didn't I leave all of heaven Just to die for your sins I searched until I found you And I knew it all Searched until I found you, and I do it all again. When the trials are hard and the battle is hot, and the race that you run takes more strength than. When it seems your endurance is put to the test And many around you have decided to rest Take one more step and stay in the race And the Spirit of God will give you the grace Even though you may stumble, don't fall down and die Just around the bend, the finish line is inside Just a few steps and lift up your head always take heed to the things God has said you'll be tempted to stop if you look side to side when your body gets weary keep your eyes on the prize take one more step and stay in the race and the Spirit of God will give you the grace even though you may stumble don't fall down and die just around the bend the finish line is inside always remember through the centuries gone many have run the race and gone home can you see them standing there cheering us on the great cloud of witnesses saying run on take one more step and stay in the race and the spirit of god will give you the grace even though you may stumble don't fall down and die just around the bend the finish line is inside 
Even though you may stumble, don't fall down and die Just around the bend, the finish line is inside Take one more step And sometimes that's all you need to do is just do the next thing Take the next step just do that, and that'll make all the difference in the world. Sherry House coming up in just a few minutes, featuring the life of Susanna Wesley, the influencer, and talking about influencing our children for the Lord Jesus Christ and others. The Bailey's Grove youth are going to sing a song called Let My Life Make a Difference. Let my love for Jesus shine. And then it will be time for Silhouettes with Sherry. Stay right here with Faith Music Radio. Welcome to Silhouettes, my weekly story about a lady whose life challenges, encourages, and teaches me. 
I hope as you listen today, your heart will be encouraged and challenged too to do what you can for the Lord. So grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Let me tell you her story. Susanna Annesley was born on January 20th, 1669 in London, England. She was the last of 25 children born to Dr. Samuel Annesley, who was one of the 2,000 nonconformist ministers who took a stand against the Church of England at that time. Susanna had a close relationship with her father, and when other children liked to escape the schoolroom to play outside, she retreated to her father's library, where he gave her full access. She had a brilliant mind and could read Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Susanna loved to study theological books and could hold her own when partaking in deep theological discussions with her father and his colleagues. Susanna was a beautiful young lady with black hair and blue eyes. She was strong of character and discipline, and she lived her life by conviction. At the age of 13, she made the decision to return to the Church of England. Around that same time, she met Samuel Wesley, who was 19 and also had returned to the Church of England. He studied at Oxford for five years, and upon his graduation was ordained as a minister. That same year, they were married. Samuel went through several different appointments during their first few years of marriage, all of which offered meager salaries. He struggled to manage his finances well, which often made keeping house very difficult for Susanna. With six pregnancies in the first eight years of marriage, Susanna's health suffered as well. During this time, she lost three children, and her daughter Mary was permanently crippled by a maid's carelessness. Her husband took a new position, which gave them a substantial increase in wages, but Samuel used most of it for traveling to preaching engagements and on a failed farming venture, which left him with even more debt. Susanna's eighth child was born in the new parish, and then over the next five years, she gave birth to five more children, all who died in infancy. One day when Susanna was pregnant with their 15th child, her husband took offense to the fact that she didn't say amen after he included a prayer for King William during their regular prayer time. Many at that time believed that William of Orange was not the rightful king and Susanna was one of them. Her husband was outraged and promptly abandoned her, their children, and his church flock for nearly six months. He swore he would never live with her again until she begged God for forgiveness. By the time Susanna's child was born, King William had died, and Queen Anne, someone they both agreed was a legitimate ruler, was on the throne. They named their new daughter after her, and Susanna and her husband were reconciled. Not long after that, Samuel was off again when he applied for a ship's chaplaincy. He came back for two days and then left early one morning, saying he resolved never to see her again. While he was gone, the family suffered a house fire, and two-thirds of it burned down. Most all of their household possessions were damaged. Samuel used this as an excuse to justify his returning home and began rebuilding their house. The following year, their 15th child, John, was born. Susanna's 16th child was accidentally smothered by the nursemaid during a political protest outside their house, and shortly after that, her husband was thrown into debtor's prison. Martha, their 17th child, was born the next year, and Charles the next. When Susanna was pregnant with her 19th child, they suffered another house fire. Everyone made it out alive, but just barely. The house, the parish records, and all of their possessions were lost again. Susanna took her children's education seriously, and although the girls were not usually schooled at this time in history, she insisted on teaching her daughters right along with her sons. She taught the children lessons six days a week from nine in the morning until noon, and then from two in the afternoon until five. Each child started their learning the day after they turned five, and all of her children learned Latin and Greek along with various other academic and religious subjects. Wanting to have even more influence on her children, Susanna decided to assign each child a day where she would spend one-on-one -on -one time with them for an entire hour. This time alone with each child proved to be very influential in their lives. 
As the boys got older, they were sent away to proper school, and Susanna made a point to correspond with them regularly and continue her instruction from afar. Since at that time a young lady's options were only employment as a teacher, a companion to a wealthy lady, or marriage, Susanna continued her girls' education at home. She made it her mission to make sure her girls were well educated. In 1726, after nearly 44 years of marriage, Susanna's husband passed away, leaving her financially destitute as he died in his many debts. For short periods of time, she lived with different ones of her children, but her oldest son Samuel, a gifted poet and teacher, was her chief financial supporter until his death. Her son Charles became a great evangelist and was also a gifted poet, writing over 6,000 hymns. He and his brother John became well known for their methodical way in which they carried out their Christianity. They did not consider themselves to be dissenters, but they sought to reform the church from within. Eventually, a following raised up, and the Methodist denomination was born. During their lifetime, John and Charles Wesley saw over one million souls trust Christ through their evangelistic endeavors. Susanna died on July 23, 1742, at the age of 73. She had a difficult life with many obstacles to overcome, and yet she was faithful to the Lord until her death and successfully passed her faith onto her children. As the 25th child in her family, I'm not sure that anyone had aspirations of what she would accomplish with her life. But as Susanna put it, I am content to fill a little space if God be glorified. That little space was her home where she took the importance of her influence and the raising of her children for the Lord seriously. Well, you can find out more about Susanna Wesley on my website, sherryhouse.com, but let me tell you another story from her life which resonated with one of my own. Susanna was a firm but devoted mother. She somehow subdued her children's wills without forfeiting their affection. She instilled in her children the need for obedience and good manners towards all people and through her example showed them the benefits of a disciplined life. She wrote extended scriptural commentaries and meditations for her personal use and to use in teaching her children. John Wesley once made the statement, I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians of England. She was a student of the word and often schooled her sons in matters of doctrine and practice. John once wrote his mother and asked her for a list of practices she adhered to during their growing up. One of the things on the list Susanna wrote down was that she chose not to hand out punishment for wrongdoing if the offender told the truth when confronted and if they showed true remorse. Susanna felt encouragement to be truthful and repentant was worth far more than punishment. By far, my own mother has been the most influential woman in my life. Besides giving me life, she nurtured me through my childhood years, shaped many of my thoughts and practices concerning God and religion, endured my rebellious years, encouraged my independence, and gave me the freedom to live my life. Both my grandmothers and my great-grandmother also played a role in influencing my life and the direction it took. And then besides these familial influences, I have had many motherly figures in my life that have shaped me into the woman I am today. I remember in college I had a favorite dorm mother. Her name was Debbie Braddock. Uh, she's now known as Debbie McCain. But we affectionately called her Miss B. She was my dorm mother for my sophomore year in Bible college, and I thought she was just awesome. She made our nightly dorm devotions lively and fun. Actually, she made just everything fun. I can remember her distinct laugh that brought a smile to my face whenever I heard it. She was full of energy and had a way of making you feel special and important to her. It wasn't all fun and games, though. She took her job as spiritual leader over her dorm girls very seriously. Even today, I still use many of her illustrations that she used to teach us biblical truths. 
I particularly remember this one night she came to devotions with stinky garbage draped all over her. Devotions didn't have to go long that night. We all got her point. If you hang around garbage, you're going to stink like garbage. When I was given the chance my senior year to choose between staying on the dorm floor where I had been assigned or moving to a smaller room on Miss B's floor, I didn't hesitate. That year, she gave me much encouragement, and her strong pats on the back with words of praise did much to make me want to do even better. I remember one day her passing me in the dorm hallway, sometime midway between my senior year. She stopped me and said that she was glad to see how well I was doing spiritually and that she was glad to see how I was being a good influence on the younger students. She then said something to the effect of, there was a time there for a bit when I wasn't sure which way you would go. That shocked me since she had never once scolded me or gotten after me about my behavior, although I'm sure I did display some attitudes of rebellion over my time as one of her dorm girls, I always knew in my heart I was going to do right, and I was serious about serving the Lord, and I wouldn't have wanted to lead anyone astray, but I was obviously displaying actions that were a cause of concern for her. I determined right then to never give her cause to worry ever again about me being a bad influence and to keep myself in check better. I also made a mental note that Miss B was a person who corrected the wrong by praising the good, and I determined that I wanted to be like that when I became a teacher, too. Today I'd like to do a small Bible study I've entitled The Influencer. I recently watched a few YouTube videos of people pretending to be influencers in front of their spouses. I laughed at the husband's reactions as they looked strangely at their wives with a look like, who do you think you are? But really, I was more like, when did we start calling these random people influencers and allowing them to influence us? A little research shows that although the term has been used in the advertising industry for quite some time, it has only entered mainstream usage since about 2016, and it's typically used to describe the job title of someone who makes a career of gathering followers and promoting products. Second only to how astounding it is to me, the amount of money these people earn is how many followers they have. I did a quick search of the top influencers of 2021, and it revealed the top one was a soccer player with 406 million followers. Several pop singers and movie stars had over 300 million, and then some video gamers and models had upwards of 200 million or more. I was astounded by that. This tells me that the world is craving someone to influence them. Whether you consider yourself to be an amateur influencer or not, the truth of the matter is that we are all influencers in one way or another. Sociologists say that even the most introverted person will influence 10,000 other people in their lifetime. We cannot hide from the fact that our actions affect the lives of others and have the capability of influencing someone else. That means we must determine, as Ms. B put it to me that day, which way your influence is going to go. Susanna Wesley was an influencer in its truest sense, someone or something with the power to alter the beliefs of individuals and as a result, impact the course of events. How about you? How are you using your influence today? Have you been using it wisely? Have you been using it to draw others to Christ? The world today is in desperate need of good spiritual influencers who are not in it for the fame and fortune, but simply to draw others to Christ and bring glory and honor to God. Today I want to look at two influencers in the Bible, Eunice and Lois. They're only briefly mentioned in the Bible, but we learn from the first few verses in Acts 16 several things about them. Number one, Lois was Eunice's mother. 
Number two, they were Jewish by birth. Number three, Eunice was married to a Greek man, something that probably brought shame and kept her from being completely accepted in Jewish circles. Number four, Eunice had a son that she named Timothy, which means honoring God. Number five, Timothy most likely would have been excluded from going to temple or being accepted fully by the Jewish community as well because he had never been circumcised as a child. Number six, Eunice, with the help of her mother, Lois, instilled the scriptures in her son, Timothy, from a very young age. Scrolls would have been expensive at that time, and without access to the temple schools like normal Jewish boys, Timothy's mother and grandmother would have had to teach him everything he learned from their own memory. Even with all these things that were against Eunice, she was still able to influence her son to follow the Jewish faith instead of following the pagan religion of his father. At some point, Eunice and Lois decided to accept that Jesus was the Messiah and they became Christians. Timothy, in turn, also trusted Christ. I have no doubt it was through Eunice's godly teaching and example that Timothy gladly accepted Paul's invitation to join him in the ministry. Many years later, Paul was still being encouraged by the faith and influence of Eunice and Lois, and he says so in 2 Timothy 1.5 when he writes, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. I wonder, years from now, what will people be saying of the influence you and I had? Did we use it for good? Did we use our influence for God's honor and glory? Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's silhouette and learning a little bit more about Susanna Wesley and this matter of being an influencer. She truly was a woman of whom it could be said, she hath done what she could. Let's you and I go do what we can do. Silhouettes with Sherry is written and told by missionary Sherry House. To learn more about Sherry, this story, or other stories about women who were used of God, read Sherry's blog at sherryhouse.com. That's S-H-A-R-I house.com. Silhouettes can be heard at this time every week on this station. Silhouettes is a Causeway Media and Faith Music Radio production. Wow, as Sherry said there, she had a hard life. Um, 19 children and not a lot of support from her husband. Um, Many times a single mom. (laughs) Many times throughout her life. What a story about Susanna Wesley, the the mom um, of Charles Wesley, John Wesley, very well known, and um, she had a son named, uh, I believe, Samuel Wesley as, as well, who was named, of course, after his father. But what, what, 19 children, what an amazing life and desire to influence your children for God. And that's what we mamas need to do. We need to be those good influencers, those influencers for good. Alicia Becker sings a song um, on her latest album, Your Ways Are Higher Than Mine. It's called Just Like You. Her little girl joins her in this song, and I think you are just going to love it. You're listening to Faith. Mommy, if I follow you, I'd be so happy if I turned out just. 
Music Radio is a listener-supported radio station. You can give online at faithmusicradio.com or you can give by mail at Faith Music Radio, P.O. Box 2463, Evansville, Indiana, 47714. And thank you. This portion of programming is brought to you by Chick-fil-A Crosspoint. From their famous chicken sandwiches and waffle fries to their kale crunch side salad, satisfy your hunger at Chick-fil-A Crosspoint today. They trod. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for I know that they'll see God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Don't call them lucky, call them blessed. Don't call me lucky, call me blessed. This life of mine is no chance success. I know Jesus is my happiness. Don't call me lucky, call me blessed. Alvarezina sisters, call me blessed. I want to share with you about the Faithful Lady Staycation coming up April 21st, 22nd. It's a cruise theme. Yes, we're going on a cruise, or at least we're pretending to go on a cruise. Daycation goes to see, oh, see the goodness of God. This will be a time for you to relax renew and rejoice our special speakers will be francie taylor and sharon raven our keynote speakers 
and you'll enjoy hearing them. You can register at faithmusicradio.com. That's faithmusicradio.com. If you'd like to sign up to be a vendor, um, if you go to faithmusicradio.com and go to the vacation page, um, there's a way that you can sign up to be a vendor in our Mary Marketplace. Um, The location will be at Faithway Baptist Church right here in Evansville, Indiana. Um, The first session begins at 1 p.m. on Friday and ends at 1 p.m. The last session ends at 1 p.m. on Saturday. Um, There's ideas for lodging on the page and then a lot some information about our excursions and our excursion speakers. Sharon Rabin will be um, teaching on child rearing, Jessica Ship on soul winning and so on and so forth. You can check out the page and find out more information there. We've already had ladies sign up from six different states, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Tennessee, Texas. Yes, Texas and Alabama. I'm excited about the Faithful Ladies Vacation and hope you will join us. As I said earlier, the vacation will be focusing on the goodness of God. O.C., that God is good. And uh, based off of Psalm 107, if you read the Psalm, you'll see the mention of the goodness of God throughout that Psalm. It also says, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Cecily Hamilton and friends will finish off with a song today about the goodness and mercy of God. It's called Goodness and Mercy. It's my reminder to you to let your light shine today for the Lord Jesus Christ and let it shine bright. And thank you for joining us on Faith Music Radio. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I stood at the foot of some God's mercy. 